0: Yo, yo, it is your guy, Chris Scannerberry, a.k.a. Big Scan.
1: And it's your boy, Jamal Scannerberry, all the way out here from
0: Austin, Texas, a.k.a. Bigger Scan, back at you. Yes, sir. We're back and we got a little bit of a different format. We got Hot Topic, 100 Second Runoff, No Go, for show. And we got the NBA Power Rankings and NBA Primetime Games. So you ready to jump into it, brother? Let's get it. Let's do it. And we back like we never left, this time with a hot topic about the NBA. So I'm going to go ahead and play a snippet of Joel Embiid talking about Ben Simmons. Tap in. At this point, I don't care about that man, honestly. He does whatever he wants. Uh, you know, that's
1: not my job. Uh, you know, that's those guys' jobs. Uh, you know, I'm only focused on trying to make the team better, uh, win some games, uh, you know, play hard every night, uh, try to lead you know, the guys that we have here.
0: So as you heard from Mr. Embiid himself, he said in front of the media that he does not care about that man, Ben Simmons. And there's been a lot to be made about what's going on in Philly, whether it be from Doc Rivers, Ben Simmons, or Joel Embiid, or the team itself. So I want to ask you, Bigger Scant, whose side are you on? Man, I guess let me start out by saying that, um,
1: you know, as we're, as we're recording this here, and that statement is very controversial, as, as, as we definitely see it's clear as day. Um, Joel Embiid is, is a recently uh kind of retracted that statement or mm-hmm. i would say pulled a recovery statement um asking for the philadelphia fans to to honor and you know stick by you know his brother Ben Simmons side. but man it is getting rocky mm-hmm. very very rocky in philly um and um i feel like you know balboa isn't enough to fix it right um, I feel like there's a there's a few things that we that we have to really consider, and it's just the health of just straight basketball, and it's not it's not it's not um, it's not a good look right now. I don't want to say that I'm on this this side of Joel Embiid because the choices that he and Doc has made since since their their playoff loss has just kind of been ugly and just disloyal to to Ben Simmons. Mm but I can also say that Ben Simmons stunk it up yeah. and uh, he he might just need a new home just based on what Philly needs to kind of jump over that hump. There's no reason why the Philadelphia 76ers shouldn't be in the conversation for the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. every year. But when you got a guy that's 6'10", 280 pounds, bailing on a dunk over Trey Young, right? it's kind of insane, man. And if he – if he just couldn't take those words that they were saying on the shoulder and, you know, run with it, it might be time for a new look. And I feel like it's just for the culture of basketball, man, I feel like they should just sever ties and, and then kind of part ways. But like I said, since then, Ben Simmons has, has reportedly apologized to the team, mm. and Joel Embiid wants everyone to support Ben. Um, but, yeah, for the love of basketball,
0: trade the guy to Minnesota, golly. So here's the thing. The, the, the issue that I have with Ben Simmons is not... Like, obviously, I believe that Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid have been horrendous with the media. Like, there's just certain things, especially in terms of the play of the player, that you should just handle internally. Like, I don't think it was a good idea for them at the end of the series last year to be like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can win with Ben from Doc or for Joel to be like, yeah, this is a turning point of the game. Like, obviously... We know that was a turning point of the game, but like you, you shouldn't skin him up in front of the media like that. But bro, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is a first-team All Defensive Player one, and has been an All Star. If I'm not mistaken, pretty much every year that he's been in the league, and he shot the ball four times in a closeout game, four times, four times, and it's not even like it's not even like you can look at that stat and say. Oh, he's missing shots. He's just not taking them. Like, he's not shooting the ball with confidence. And I'm I'm passionate about this because last year I went out on a limb so hard to so many people and tried to pitch the idea that Ben Simmons, if I were starting a team, I would rather have Ben Simmons over Giannis Antetokounmpo. Since then, Giannis has won. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Since then. Don't tell (laughs) anybody that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Since then, Giannis has won a chip and obviously is one of the best players in the league. And here's the thing, I, I, it's not like I didn't like Giannis. It's just that I believe that his game was so one-sided at the time in the sense that all he could do was drive to the basket and score. But since then, Giannis has actually worked on his shot, and Giannis is shooting the ball with confidence, and that's the biggest thing. I feel like Giannis is playing with confidence. I saw a post the other day of Someone showing a clip of Lonzo Ball shooting threes. And they were like, look, it's clear that the issue is not that you can't shoot the threes. Like, you can learn how to shoot better. That's the problem. It's just you're not shooting with confidence. And like I said, I don't believe that the the Phillies, like, the face of Phillies and Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid have handled it right. But damn, Ben, if you're going to be tight and act this way, at least perform before you do it. You know, I um,
1: let's start out by saying that I love you as my brother. Of course. It's just not, uh, ben and Giannis, respectively for Giannis, is, is far beyond the same conversation. I, yes. I, would have, I would have agreed with that definitely maybe two seasons ago. Of course. Um, but I feel like the lack of confidence, like you said, is definitely right. And, you know, here's the thing they're not asking for Ben to go out there and get 30 points because right. that's not their go, That's not their number one option guy. They have two guys that can get it before him. Mm-hmm. They're just asking him to be an option so that it can be a distraction for these guys who are actually the option. Like, they're asking for him to shoot the damn ball. Dude, shoot the ball and miss. You're probably the best defender in the league. You shoot the ball, you miss. Go ahead on defense and get a turnaround. You like right. doing that.
0: Dude, shoot the ball. Shoot, yeah. the, shoot the ball. That's all <laughs> they want you
1: to do. Bro. How do
0: you shoot the ball four times in a closeout game Dude. and expect people to have sympathy? I'm sorry. Like, I have a, I have
1: a, I have a particular gripe on this situation, too, and I have, like, a. am not saying it's personal for me, obviously, because I'm not a Philadelphia 76ers fan, and I'm not in particular a Ben Simmons fan. I just like basketball, man, and I really think that it's just a damper to the game when 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 situations become toxic like this of due course. to lack of performance. Of course, and and it's and it's an e- this is probably one of the easiest solutions that I've ever seen in a toxic situation. You're a playoff contending team year by year. You can easily. Not easily, but you are one team that that has the possibility of going to the finals. Mm-hmm. You've you've made moves to contribute to this guy who doesn't want to shoot the ball, mm-hmm. and clearly Danny Green and Seth Curry, they're trying. Mm-hmm. But you've been you need to shoot the ball, dude. If right. you if any listen, if this podcast gets to Ben Simmons, will somebody tell him to at least at least take ten or fifteen attempts a game? Ten That's attempts it. a game. Miss him. Miss him. Yeah, dude. You have to be something worthy of a distraction. Like when it gets down to the fourth quarter, I feel horrible for Joel Embiid <laughs> because he's burns out, on the sideline. He's, you know what? And if there's anything that had to do with Ben's personality, that had to that you know that caused Jimmy Butler's departure, Jimmy would have been that key contributing asset to get them to the finals. Of course, but whatever the case may be, I believe Ben wanted to be ball dominant, or whatever, uh, whatever their old coach was was doing. I can't, you know, I can't really uh, state the claim on that. Mm -hmm. But whatever, Ben Simmons, you got to shoot the ball, bro. If this gets to him, please somebody tell him to at least be something of a distraction.
0: And this is the thing; it's like it's. I mentioned Giannis before. But yeah, we know Giannis has not been a great shooter, but he's going to come down and pull it. Eventually, he's going to start hitting, and teams are going to step out there. And now, you look at videos where Giannis is hitting threes, and I'm like, bro, if he hits that consistently, he's the best player in the league, and it's not close. Then I don't think Ben doesn't have the tools to also be that. And that's what the most frustrating part is. It's like, you're not utilizing your tools, and then you get tight and people call you out. And then you mope around, and like not practice. I'm like, bro, you, you're not, you're not, you are you do not have that stain right now. You're not performing well enough. And then even with the Giannis
1: comparison, right? I feel like that, you know, that's definitely like you can, I, I understand the comparison. Even with the Giannis comparison, Giannis isn't a guy that's going to go out and shoot 10 mid-range jump shots a game. Of course not. He isn't a guy that's going to, and with the same stature, why the hell doesn't Ben Simmons go out and dunk the ball fucking 40 times a game? Right. And, right. you know, do what Giannis can do. Okay, cool. What is it? Do Sometimes I honestly feel like he comes down, gives the ball up in a half-court set, and we don't see Ben Simmons again nope. until it's time to play defense. Nope. And it's just freaking agonizing just seeing that as a fan of basketball and seeing – I'm saying that because – for one, I personally feel like Ben Simmons and Anthony Davis, and I've said this to multiple people, mm. and I'm bringing up Anthony Davis too, those two players have the scariest potential out of any player in the, in the NBA. Based on skill set. Based on skill set, based on stature, based on based on everything that they can control within their game, their mm. health, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it pisses me off seeing this from Ben Simmons. Yeah, so, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. And look, I say this because I know Ben has a skill set and I know that he can perform, but it's like I have no patience for lack of confidence. Like, bro, what's going to happen if you miss? Right. So, yeah, man, I, I got to side with the Sixers, even though I think they're handling poorly. I got to side with the Sixers, at least for now. Uh, but yeah, man, just like how we do every week, we gonna keep the 100 second runoff on football because we started like that. So you ready to jump in a 100-second runoff? Let's get it. Let's do it. All
1: right, for the first game, I got the Packers versus the Cardinals, and I got Kyler Murray balling out. It's a great game this week here, but I got Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz and D-Hop
0: going crazy. Cards this one. For the next game, I got the Titans versus the Colts. I got the Titans, and don't look now the Titans snuck back into contention and Derrick Henry looks like early MVP candidate. I think the Titans are gonna run all over the course. For the next game,
1: I got a division game. Ooh, spicy. The Dolphins versus the Bills. And I got the Bills taking this one, man. The Bills are looking like one of the best teams in the AFC again. And Zach, uh, I'm sorry, Josh Allen is, is having a really good year. MV MVPS, I
0: got the Bills taking this one. For this next one, I got the Bengals versus the Jets. And so you know how we gotta go? I gotta go to Bengals. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just stomped out the contending Ravens, and the Jets just plain got stomped out. So I got the Bengals continue their dominance and stepping forward in that division and taking a big step in the AFC. For the next game,
1: I got the Bugs versus the Saints, and I cannot see Jameis Winston eating any fingers for
0: a W this week.
1: I got Tom Brady going crazy, A.B., Mike Evans, Chris Godwin taking it against the Saints.
0: If it is next game, I got the 49ers versus the Bears. The both teams kind of stink right now. And truthfully, I feel like we're getting to a point where question marks are flying through the quarterback room to San Fran, but not this week. Because luckily the Bears are that much more cheeks. So I got the 49ers <laughs> sticking out the dub. For the
1: next game, I got the Cowboys and the Vikings, man. And I'm a fan of the Cowboys this year, man. Scary team for the Super Bowl contention. I got the Cowboys winning against the Vikings.
0: Real good win. Might win by plus 10. And for this last game, I got the Giants versus the Chiefs. I got the upset here. I'm going to pick the Giants. I just feel mm. like Mahomes has turned the ball over too much. And that defense continues to be bun. And the Giants can score the football a bit. So I got them stealing one in KC. Boom. Damn. Hey, my man, let's jump right into the no-go and for show game. You know how we do it. No-go games, you don't want to touch with your bread for sure. Better than thank me later. For the no-go game of the week, I got the Pats versus the Chargers. Who you got winning and why? Man, this is going to be an easy one for me, actually. I got the Chargers
1: winning this one. What? Um, Nothing against uh, Mac Jones. I'm actually excited about his start. Um, I know that they're uh, they're not at 500 yet, but he is playing good football, coming off a really good win against the Jets. Really good confidence builder. Um, But uh, Justin Herbert, um, uh, Austin Eckler, the best running back in the league this year, and that San Diego Chargers team is coming off of a bye. So they had time to rest up and they are just playing dynamite football. Justin Herbert is having an MVP caliber season. And I think that is just going to be enough to beat the Patriots.
0: Man, I got to tell you. The Chargers have an excellent offense and a balanced one at that. And I think that they're superbly coached and will look to bounce back after a bad loss against the Ravens. But at the same time, I still won't now or ever bet against Bill Belichick. The man is a couple plays away from potentially being 5-2, and two, maybe even 6-1, and, and he's coming off of a confidence builder in a game against like he had against New York. So I'm going to pick the Pats. I'm just not going to do it with my money. Now let's jump right into the first Show game. You know, I feel like every week this team's on the official show game, but I guess it speaks to how good they are. I got the Rams versus the Texans. Who's going to win it? why?
1: Yeah, man, this is a pretty easy one as well. I actually have the Rams winning this one. Mm-hmm. Um, a really, really easy one. Um, Texans have just not been playing good football. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup look like they were, they were neighbors growing up, how well, mm-hmm. they play, how well they're playing with each other. I mean, I'm just rooting for Matt Stafford, man. You know, I'm happy for him. He's playing on a winning franchise now. Um, He's on uh, my fantasy league. He's my starting quarterback. So, yeah, um, I feel like the Rams are just going to have an easy one here. Um, They're going to definitely take it to the uh, Texans, and I think they're going to win by plus 20 almost.
0: Yeah, I I would not be surprised. I got to go with the Rams too, man. I think that they're playing some extremely good football. And the Texans are about to trade away their best player and have honestly just been the train wreck this entire year. So I got the Rams winning this one in a pretty easy way. I think if you have any Rams players in fantasy, it's time to start them. So, yeah, I got the Rams with that. And with that, we're going to unveil this new section we got. We call it NBA Power Rankings. Big and scan and biggest Scan and I are going to go from five to one talking about our best teams in the nba who are playing the best ball right now and why so i'm gonna go ahead and kick it off and i'm gonna let you respond with the best teams you could feel free to give me whatever crap you want but this is the teams that are playing the best basketball right now i'm At excited number- to spot i'm excited to hear you I'm, I'm excited to hear your top
1: five man i'm really excited about this basketball segment mm-hmm. you know i'm a big fan we're a big sports fans you know, I, I had the opportunity to play a little bit hoop, hoop myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, we're excited, man. That's a It'll be a fun one, and I'm excited to hear your list so far. You ready?
0: Let's do it. At number five, I got the New York Knicks. Basketball is back in the <laughs> mecca, baby. Basketball <laughs> is back in the mecca. Shout out to the Knicks, man. They've played some really good ball, and they've, they've played well against good opponents. Right now, they are currently sixth in assists per game and fourth in steals per game. And they're top 10 in blocks. I think that they're superbly coached, and I think Julius is playing like a first or second teamer this year for sure. At number four, I got the Warriors. They're fourth in points per game, seventh in three-point percentage, and they're doing it all without Clay. Not to mention, they beat two teams that everyone thinks are going to be in the playoffs in the Clippers and the Lakers. Shouts out to Steph Curry. He's been balling, and he's really shown why he's a Hall of Famer. Number three, I got the Jazz. They are first in points per game. And yes, I recognize they haven't yet played too many good teams, but they're currently first in points per game. And yes, they're middle of the pack and rebounding and assists, but expect them to bounce back with just the personnel that they have. Number two, and this might shock a lot of you guys, but I got the Hornets. The Hornets, baby, they are playing some real good basketball. They're undefeated and they're second in assists. Jordan's guys. second in scoring and they beat the nets and the placers who are both expected to be playoff teams shouts out to lamella ball i think he's a real deal and at number one coming in at number one like you said jordan's guys i got jordan's old crib i got the chicago bulls man oh the ball brothers the (laughs) ball brothers man they they taking over and the chicago bulls have been excellent this year. They are third in three-point percentage, and they're also fourth in opponent's points per game. So they're defending well, and they're securing the bag. I think, and I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and going to say, Chicago hasn't played anyone yet, but look, they are putting their teams away that they're playing, and they're playing some serious basketball. So that's my list. Talk to me about yours.
1: Well, you know what? Talk to me. Uh, I'd like to critique. I, I don't want to take too much time on critiquing your list, but okay. I really, really, really think it is hilarious (laughs) that the Knicks are in your top five. And to all Knicks fans out there, we are East Coast kids. We grew up in East Orange, New Jersey, our entire lives, basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we had family who were Knickerbockers. They were very, you know, Knicks fans, and um, they're they're balling. And uh, we hear the uh, Julius Randle for MVP chants, but Mm -hmm. I cannot... Help but to laugh at that because next week this next team that you have in your top five mm-hmm. is gonna find its its little ways to, you know, crawl out of the tip of those you know hole and and lose. Okay. And start losing and start losing and start losing. But you know we won't go too much into that. I'm excited about uh, basketball being back in action. Mm-hmm. Week one has been nothing short of amazing. There's been reels about dunks and posters and you, you know all in one night which is insane you know mm-hmm. crazy crazy good start your top five was funny but I'll give you my top five next. let's hear it Show uh, so. so my top five is actually gonna start with the team at number five who just hasn't been winning um but the talent on this team is just bar none um they are the other New York team I got the Brooklyn Nets setting at number five with my top five team we got issues with uh, the the you know Um, Pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, Kyrie Irving, we got that going on. And then we got a lingering hamstring injury from James Harden. Mm. KD can't do it all, but we've shown that he's going to play MVP caliber basketball. You know, he he had one game where he ended up with like 14 rebounds, 12 assists, and 30 points. Mm. He's playing that type of ball. He knows that guys are missing and he needs to fill that gap. And they added some really good pieces. Paul Millsap. Um, who's been playing decent basketball. LaMarcus Aldridge, who has just been playing great ball coming off of that heart issue. Mm-hmm. Kudos to LaMarcus Aldridge. And Patty Mills. You know, Patty Mills is a vet. He's won, you know, he's won medals um, in the FIBA World Cup. And he's been uh, been on doc, uh, pop, pop side for, for longest in, in San Antonio. For and sure. I just got this team at number five here. I'm, I'm excited about where they'll end up. And I hope things work out for both James Harden and Kyrie. Hmm. You know, at my number four team, um, I don't have them at number one like you did. But the Chicago Bulls—they've been playing great ball, man. Mm-hmm. I like—I like the, you know, I like the thought of the the fact that they are the root of their good basketball has been on the defensive side. When I thought that would have been their trouble, you know, mm-hmm. when you have your key players and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan being weaker on the defensive end. You know, that's just been that's just things that would leave question marks. But they've been playing great ball. Blonzo Ball, man, I like the kid. He's, he's a baller. He, he's a baller, man. He, he makes all the right plays. He does all the right things. He's not doing too much, but he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Hmm. I'm coming up with key blocks. Like I said, this team has been thriving off of this defense. Shout out to Billy Donovan, who I didn't think could do it. We'll see if it pans out because they have a really tough week ahead. Sure. They, started off, they started off games against, you know, they played the Pelicans. They played um, the, the Pistons, who are, who are just weak teams. Sure. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I think they have Utah coming up this week. Right now, they're at my number four spot. At number three, I have the Warriors. You know, yeah. with the lack of clay, like you said, they're still shooting seventh in the league in three-pointers, and that's because they shoot them things. That's yeah, probably they let why. them fly. They let him fly. And Jordan Poole has been a decent replacement for Clay. Right now, they're undefeated. If there's one person that no NBA team wants to see right now, is that man from the Carolinas yeah, whose different. last name is Curry. He's different. If there's one player that you just don't want to see right now in a game, is Steph Curry. He's different. And, you know, things are only going up from here. I like the fact that the warriors are young as as we speak on their depth. Mm-hmm. You know with Wiseman and Jordan Poole and and um Kumongo and and guys like that. I feel like they have the opportunity to to be that warriors team that we've seen in you know in the past years. And Steph is really playing like every game he wants to be the re- you know not I wouldn't say the reason why they win. But he's going to ensure that he does everything to, to to make the Warriors win, whether it being passing the ball or getting 45 a game. You know, sure. he's doing it. Um, so definitely the Warriors are at my number three spot. At number two, I got the, the Jazz, man. The Jazz have really went and added some more depth. Um, the Jazz is a sneaky team in the playoffs each year. Donovan Mitchell is D. Wade's little brother. All right. You know, surprisingly so. You know, you have Rudy Gay as, you know, arguably the top, to, uh, top five center in the league. Gobert. Um, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. Um, arguably a top five center in the league, you know, playing great defensive ball. And then you pick up Hassan Whiteside, who I didn't see them getting much from, but he's a great depth piece behind Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson coming off six man of the year is playing like the best six man in the league again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got, they got, they got potential, man. I like Mike Conley you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell, again, is d little brother. And Rudy Gobert is, you know, another ice piece on their front court. So I got the Jazz mm. at number two. And at number one, man, I don't know how they didn't make your lineup here, but I got the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, coming off of a championship, Giannis is – he's a different being. He <laughs> really is – Probably one of probably the most dominant force in the league right now, and he's pulling up from range, he's t- doing turnaround jump shots now, mm-hmm. uh, mid range shots. He's scary, man. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, those guys out there gotta be, you know, for me, the number one team in the league. Still, there's so much I know that they lost a game, obviously,
0: that um,
1: yeah, but they're dealing with a little bit of injuries too, so you know. Um, we got Brooke Lopez dealing with that back injury. Um, Drew Holiday also dinged up a little bit. And then um, and then you got Rodney Hood, who's another really key piece that that's also dinged up. So let's see those guys get back out there. And I think the Bucs definitely is nothing short of a top five team in this league, if not the best team
0: still. You know, here's the fun thing about power rankings. The power rankings – not based on standings, and i that's why I appreciate your list. I still think the Nets are not anywhere near anybody's top five right now. I think they need to figure out what they're doing uh, just with Kyrie as a whole. But, like, here's the fun thing about power rankings. It could change, it could shift based on how the teams play. So, why don't we call some games based on our ranking list? Let's do it. Right. So, talk to me. We got the Knicks versus the Bulls. Who you got winning?
1: Man, I'm excited about this one, and I Mm -hmm. can only hope that the Bulls actually continue with their pace of playing good basketball. I like the, you know, I just like the thought of the Knicks being a good team because the Knicks fans are almost like the Cowboys fans to me. It's (laughs) It's almost like pestering just when they're good. I feel like a Knicks win is like, Game seven in the championship, buzzer beater. That's how they react to Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, for that sake, I got the Chicago Bulls. I'm a big fan of how Lonzo Ball is playing basketball. I feel like since his brother came into the league, it has encouraged him to play good ball. Yeah, And we're seeing that out of him. He's playing confident, taking the open jump shot. Caruso is playing like an assassin. Yeah, Um, he's killing. Right. Zach Levine and um, uh, Mr. DeRozan has been playing great ball. And then they got that guy out of Orlando, Vujicic, who's just arguably another top five center in the league, man. Um, exciting basketball coming from the Bulls, and I got the Bulls winning this one.
0: Yeah, man, I love what the Knicks have been doing. I love the way that Thibodeau's been coaching them, but I, I got to go with the Bulls here. They're playing some very good ball, and they're playing together. That's the biggest thing. They're a young squad, and I think this – I watch out, because I think this is a matchup of two Eastern Conference playoff teams this year. And I think the Knicks have a tendency to get really Randall-centric down the stretch, and especially late. And the thing is, the Bulls have people to stifle that, like DeMar DeRozan and Patrick Williams. So I think it's going to be a close one. But I like the Bulls here as well. Talk to me about Dallas versus Denver. Man, Dallas versus Denver is a funny one, because I feel
1: like Denver is is probably the better team out of the two. Mm. But I I don't have them winning, actually. They're off to a really slow start. Um, Mm. I feel like with the lack of Jamal Murray still coming off of that um, that injury there and with Michael Carter with Michael Porter Jr off to a slow start in the last um the last two games only with 22 points and 7 rebounds mm. it's just something that you have to watch out for especially with Luka just playing consistent basketball and the the uh, his his supporting cast trying to be a supporting cast worth talking about mm. you know you got Tim Hardaway as a guy who's playing confident basketball I like Boban. Boban is pretty cool, <laughs> and Christoph Sporzingis wants everybody to put some respect on his name. Yeah, so I got the I got the uh, the Mavericks winning this one. Jason Kidd, let's see what you do this year it has co- as head coach. And Luka Doncic, like I said, let's see if he wins MVP. He's playing great ball. He's probably one of the most consistent guys we've seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Luka, and I think his development in this league so early on has been. Which is nothing short of amazing, but I just think Denver is the more complete team. I think they're more all around. I think they're getting a lot from Jokic. Obviously, I think he's the best center in the league, but I think that they're going to get more out of guys like Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon. Those guys can play, and they have more on their team than Luca does. And I recognize that Luca is ball dominant, and that might be a part of it too. But I just like the I like Denver's team. I like the team that they've constructed, and I like them in this game. I got Denver. Talk to me about Pacers versus Brooklyn.
1: Man, Pacers versus Brooklyn is actually going to be, I think, a runaway game. I think KD, like I said, is playing great basketball. Um, the Pacers are being led by a rookie right now, Chris Duarte, who's just been fiery, man. After killing. their killing. Yeah, after their first uh, two games, of uh, you know, in losses, they you know, he's just been killing. He's averaging like 20 points a game, shooting over 40%. Dominant and you know from three as well over forty five percent and that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. But I cannot just get rid of the thought of you know the easy easy money sniper with the nappy hair going crazy. Yeah, and so I got I got Brooklyn winning this one.
0: Yeah, I think the Nets have started off shaky as a unit, in large part because Harden's had a has been rough to watch. He struggled mightily with the rule change and the fact that he doesn't get a lot of the calls he used to. And he shot well under his normal percentage, especially from three. But I just think the Nets are the better team in this situation. I think the Pacers are going to benefit a lot when they get Karis LeVert back. But I think the Nets are the better team. And Harden was just going to get better as he plays. I think Sabonis Sabonis will have a field day in this one. But I think Durant will have the best day. So I got the Pacers. I mean, losing to the the Nets. And for the last game, we got a fun one on our hands. We got the Hornets versus the Portland Trail Blazers. Talk to me. Who's going to win it and why?
1: Man, though you want to think the Trailblazers is gonna win this one just because of Dame Lillard, I got the Hornets winning this one, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chauncey Billups has been off to a little bit of a rocky start, and you got a guy like Norman Powell who's been a great contributor to that team, um, who's now hurt with a knee injury. Mm. I feel like Dame Lillard, though C.J. McCollum has been averaging, I think, almost thirty points over the last um, two games. Um, I feel like it just is just not enough. Uh, the mm-hmm. Hornets is probably If outside of the Bulls, probably the most exciting team in the league. Yeah. You know, um, shout out to that announcer there who every time the Hornets has an ESPN highlights, he makes everybody aware of what's going on. But yeah, outside of the Bulls, they're playing exciting basketball, man. I really like these ball brothers. I know that Labar, their dad, was really just shooting himself in the foot early on. But these guys are playing really good basketball. Yeah. I like that. I like how... Jordan finally drafted well and picked up a LaMelo ball. And we'll see how things work, man. But I got the Hornets in this one.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with you. I think that they've played great ball and, like you said, have been one of the funner teams to watch. And in large part because of LaMelo. He's been a big reason, and he looks like a genuine perennial all-star. And the pieces around him have been coming around, too. I think Gordon Hayward is looking healthier by the by the day and healthier by the play. And Miles yeah. Bridges has really turned it on. And he's really starting to live up to his draft day spot. And I think Portland's still trying to figure it out with some injury stuff. And I'm wondering if Dame's desire to leave early on is, is playing a part in that. But because of that, I got to go with the Hornets here. I love what the Hornets are doing, and I think they're going to continue to perform. You know, with this game
1: here, I know that, we, I know, I know that we, we're finishing off with the rundown here. But with this game, I want to pinpoint something sneaky, as you said, with Dame Lillard here. And everything shaking up in Philly. Mm. Watch out for a Dame and Ben situation. Maybe man, a swap man. coming soon. Watch out for that.
0: Yes, indeed. You might, you might, you might have red alert here from Sandbox Sports Pod of dropping the news first. So watch out for this. And we hope that you guys really enjoy the new editions of the NBA because we love sports and we love to bring it to you. Yes, sir. But with that being said, man, we here. We're at the end of our pod this week. I had a fun time. I love the new additions we got going on. And we're excited for you all to listen to and give us feedback.
1: Yeah, man, we are excited again, yet again for you guys to join us here for another episode with all of our sports takes. Um, we understand that some of it is perspective, but we appreciate the fact that you guys are also listening to our facts as well. Um Excited about the NBA, uh, the NBA moves going on. The league has started out tremendously, uh, mm-hmm. tremendously entertaining, and we are super excited to see what's going uh, what's going on moving forward. I really hope that uh, they work things out in Philly. You know, with uh, with Ben and um, Rocky Balboa and Doc Rivers and all those <laughs> guys out there. I hope they shake things out. But For yeah, sure. man, we we uh, we appreciate y'all again. Love y'all. Jamal Scantleberry, big er
0: scant here, and I'm out. Go Jets. And this is your boy, Big Scant, tapping out again for another week. Go Pats.